Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening What's up, guys? Uh, this is SGR number 51. We are going over the NFL action for week 10. I can't believe we're at week 10 already of the season. It does feel like it's flying by. Um, but yeah, we're over the halfway mark in this, you know, first ever 17 game season. Uh, it's been a fun ride and we got another Sunday slate to break down. Um, I didn't do any player prop research for this one, so it's not, we're not going to have that second segment that I do sometimes on these episodes. Um, and honestly, this slate is not that entertaining. I don't want to just, you know, um, kind of let the enthusiasm go here, but this Sunday, not that attractive to me. So some games were just going to breeze over. I do have a couple of, uh, interesting takes and I would say I have a lock that I'm looking at pretty hard here uh for the Sunday night primetime game so we'll get into all that action but this should be a quick one um you know going into week 10 I want to highlight a couple potential look ahead spots that I have uh mapped out here as I look at um teams that have tough opponents next week um Indian Buffalo play each other they're both double digit favorites this week against uh the Jags and Jets respectively. Um, so that's a potential look ahead. I think more so for the Colts having to travel to Buffalo, um, Buffalo coming off that outright loss to the Jags. They should uh, hopefully not be sleeping for this game against the Jets, but potential look ahead there. <clears throat> um, Arizona potential look ahead. They have to go to divisional opponent Seattle next week with Russell Wilson back. Um, coming off a big win against the 49ers and now they are a 10 and a half point favorite at home to the Panthers. Um, Panthers kind of a weird team right now with the QB situation, but it could be a flat spot Arizona potentially without Kyler Murray for the second straight week. You know, do they get that big uh, backup QB rallying cry that they got last week um, against the 49ers? We'll see uh, Minnesota potential look ahead there on the West coast playing the chargers, this week, uh, next week, they go back home to Minnesota to take on uh, divisional rival Green Bay Packers. Um, so that's a, a kind of one that stood out to me a lot. Dallas potentially looking ahead. You know, I would say it's a bigger look ahead spot if they hadn't gotten their asses kicked last week. Um, again, coming off an outright loss as a double digit favorite. Hopefully they don't sleep through the first half of this one, but they do have to head to Kansas City next week. Um, Chiefs playing underwhelming this year, but you know, that's still, uh, kind of that team that has the target on their backs in the AFC. So I could see Dallas maybe overlooking Atlanta this week. And, um, the primetime game next Sunday is Pittsburgh and, uh, the Chargers. And that's kind of a double potential look ahead. Um, Chargers playing the Vikings this week and the Steelers at home against the Lions, 
I don't know if Pittsburgh's going to be too focused on the Lions having to travel to the West Coast for a primetime game against the Chargers next week, so we'll keep an eye on that one as well. Let's just get into the slate. Let's get after it here. The first game that we're going to talk about, <clears throat> the Indianapolis Colts are 10-point favorites at home against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags coming off their second win of the season, um, pulling off the biggest upset of the season. It's fair to call it that, uh, beating the Bills last Sunday. Not many people saw that coming. I personally laid the, the 14 and a half points with Buffalo, so I was shocked as well. Um, and, you know, my gut initially said take the Colts to cover because no way Jacksonville shows up two weeks in a row. But I looked into this one more. Like I said, Indy heading to Buffalo next week, coming off a Thursday night uh, blowout and cover against the Jets. That half Mike White, half Josh Johnson game last Thursday. And uh, then heading to Buffalo next week. I don't know, you know, if they're entirely motivated to cover this 10 here. I'm going to take Jacksonville plus the 10 to get a second consecutive cover. Uh, the referee for this game is Tony Carrenti. And on the season, road teams are 6-2 and two against the spread. Road underdogs are 5-0 and oh against the spread in games that Tony Carrenti has refed, including uh, the Bears getting a cover last Monday in that uh, really wacky officiated game. You know, obviously there's something going around, going on with these refs. So I'm going to keep uh, laying these officiating trends out for you guys. They were great last week. They've been great all season. So we're just going to ride them until they don't work. Give me the Jags plus 10 in a game that I've talked probably too long about. Next game, Cleveland at New England. Uh, the Patriots minus two and a half, over under 45. And I'm going to roll with the Browns here. Um, Browns over Bengals was one of my favorite picks last week. Uh, this Cleveland team continues to, um, you know, play good fundamental football. New England's won three in a row as well. So this is actually uh, a matchup of two teams with winning records here. But I... Um, I think I just trust the Browns offense more than I trust the Patriots offense right now. Patriots uh, running back room dealing with a lot of injuries. It's questionable if they're going to have uh, Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson, who are their two, you know, more physical predominant inside runners. And that New England offense really, um, they go as the running game goes. Mac Jones is playing well for a rookie, but he's not ready to carry a football team. Cleveland looked great last week, and I think that getting Odell out of that locker room is great for them. People want to talk about them having locker room chemistry issues. I think the chemistry issues are gone now, right? I think that was OBJ. I think those chemistry issues are uh, out in Los Angeles right now. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I trust the Browns here. Uh, second straight road game. Interesting trend. Uh, I think road, road teams in a back-to-back -back road spot. In the second game of their uh, two road games, um, 22 and nine against the spread, I think going into this week. So these teams, you know, they're getting undervalued because they're, uh, on the road for the second straight week. People blindly look at that as a bad spot, but, um, covering like fucking crazy this year. So give me the Browns here, uh, to not only cover the two and a half, get the road win in new England. Um, Atlanta at Dallas is the next game. Dallas is minus eight currently at time of recording. Over-unders 54 and a half. Uh, this is tough. This is a tough number. I don't really want to lay eight points with Dallas, to be honest. I think it opened like nine and a half and has been getting bet down. I will take Atlanta to cover this eight. I don't feel confident in it. You'll hear me say that a lot this week. Um, Dallas 
like I said, potential look ahead to Kansas City. You know, they are coming off uh, a brutally disappointing game against the Broncos. So it's interesting to see how they respond to that. You know, um, do they let an inferior opponent linger around two weeks in a row or do they kind of go for the jugular this Sunday and uh, have a big bounce back game? Um, but it's too many points for me. I don't feel that confident in Dallas covering eight. I don't think Atlanta is that good. Like Atlanta right now is the seven seed in the NFC. I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but uh, too many points for me. Yeah, I'll take them, but I don't love it. Uh, next game, Buffalo at uh, the New York Jets. Um, I mean, this is pretty gross. I think I'm going to take the Bills to cover the spread. It's their second straight road game. So, again, that 22-9 and nine, uh, back-to-back road team trend, we're going to roll with that in this one. Um, I think Buffalo gets right here. Uh, Mike White for the Jets getting way too much hype. He's looked okay. He looked great against Cincinnati, but um, I got to be honest, like he did not look good in his limited action against the Colts on Thursday. Uh, Buffalo's got that Cincinnati film and half of half a game of tape against the Colts. And I think they'll be able to figure him out. Um, the Mike white, you know, internet hype is getting a little too out of control. And I like Buffalo to figure it out here. Interesting thing though, here, I will say the way to beat the jets is to run the ball down their throats and the bills don't really have a running game. So matchup wise, it's really not the best, but hopefully Josh Allen just you know, big performance looks like an MVP candidate again this Sunday. So I'll roll with the bills. Also just don't see that jets offense being able to move the ball effectively on Buffalo. I think this is really the reason I'm taking the bills and laying the points is because of the, the bills defense versus Mike white. That's my main angle here. Um, let's talk about the Saints and the Titans. The Titans are home favorites by three points over under 44. And this is an interesting one. Uh, both teams without their two best offensive players, Derrick Henry, obviously the big injury for the Titans. And then the Saints are going to be missing Alvin Kamara this uh, Sunday. Um, if you guys didn't know that, uh, adjust your fantasy lineups. But Alvin Kamara has been ruled out at the time of recording here. And, um... I don't know what the Saints offense is really going to be able to do with uh, Trevor Simeon and no Camara. A lot of Mark Ingram, I guess, this Sunday. They don't have many pieces. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to take Tennessee minus three here. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this is a flat spot for Tennessee, to be honest. They might just have a bye week next week. And if that's the case, I'm actually going to reconsider this. No, they do not. Okay, so we're not worried about that. Who do the Titans play next week? They play the Texans, so they might as well have a bye week. But the fact that they don't have a bye is good because sometimes teams are looking ahead to the bye a little bit. Uh, give me the Titans at, at home. No Kamara. Uh, this Tennessee team, I trust, um, can figure it out and facilitate enough offense. They still have Tannehill. They still have A.J. Brown. Uh, Adrian Peterson and a couple other running backs there in a committee. Vrabel, too good of a coach. Uh, give me the Titans. I will say the Saints usually bounce back from uh, losses pretty well, and they did lose last week. This is kind of a fishy one where I'm going to pick the Titans because I don't want to field them, but if the Saints somehow pull off the upset, it won't. I guess it won't be as shocking to me as some people, but 
kind of hedging my bets here. A um, lot of games that are tough to call this week, guys. So I'll go with that. Um, next up, temp, uh, Tampa Bay heads to Washington. Rematch flash year's playoff game, plus nine and a half for the Redskins. Uh, 51 is the over under. This is gross. I'm going to go with Washington plus nine and a half. Uh, both teams coming off bye weeks. Um, hopefully the thinking is that Tampa Bay's offense starts slow, especially in the first half. I've, I've got a new note on the whiteboard. Uh, my whiteboard notes have been coming through for me pretty hot. Uh, it helped me pull off a cover on the chargers last week. This week's whiteboard note is to fade teams in the first half um, of their first game coming off a of bye week. And it seems to me like this could be a spot, you know, Tampa Bay's offense gets off to a slow start. I would like that as a smash play, really. You can get Washington plus five and a half first half. And I'm, I'm still considering that. My only thing is Washington's also coming off a bye, and that completely ruins my angle. I still think it's possible. I still think Washington could get up for this defensively and Brady without – you know, no Antonio Brown, no Rob Gronkowski, and Chris Godwin's a game-time decision. Maybe this is a grosser, lower-scoring game than we think. And Washington puts up a fight, at least in the first half. So if I'm betting this, it is 5.5 in the first half with Washington. Give me the 9.5 full game. But if Brady somehow busts this open in the fourth quarter, I won't be surprised. Uh, last 1 o'clock game, Lions at Steelers. Steelers minus 7.5, over under 42.5. I went back and forth on this one. Um, Lions coming off a bye. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond. Uh, again, you know, I've been trying to bet against teams coming off the bye. Um, but this number's too big. I can't lay this many points with the Steelers. I know it's the Lions, but the Lions have shown that they're at least willing to fight in games in the right situation. Maybe that bye week is good for this Lions team. Um, maybe they get blown out. But this Steelers offense just isn't explosive. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's a one-possession game in the end and the Steelers get a turnover, defensive touchdown or something. They get the cover, make it a two-possession uh, two game. But laying a, a, over a touchdown with Pittsburgh, just not attractive to me. So I guess give me the Lions plus seven and a half. Um, next... We are going to the 4 o'clock games. The Vikings at the Chargers. Uh, Chargers minus 3. Over-under is 53. This is another one that's tough to call. This is basically a coin flip spread. I'm going to go with Vikings plus 3. I think the Chargers having that um, Sunday night game against Pittsburgh next week could be big. Talked about how the Vikings could potentially be looking ahead, but they've been losing too many games to really look ahead too much. Um, these, both these teams, it seems like every game they win by one possession, this could easily come down to a field goal. So I'll take whatever team's getting the points here. Uh, three is probably a good spread. You know, if you want to buy the hook and, and get that three and a half, this could easily be a field goal game. Uh, but feels like, um, feels like one where you want to take the points. Another ref trend, uh, head, head official for this game is Clay Martin. Um, in his last seven games officiated, the under is six and one. Saying that, uh, the Vikings are four and zero on the over in their last four road games. So it looks like that Vikings defense really doesn't travel. Kind of two conflicting trends there, but I'll lean under. It's a high over under fifty three in this one. I think that could go under. 
Let's keep going. Carolina at Arizona. Arizona minus 10 and a half over under 44. The Cardinals laying 10 and a half with Colt McCoy. Carolina, P.J. Walker, Philip Walker, I believe is his name, uh, making his first uh, start this season. Maybe first NFL start, I think, first regular season start. He was the starting quarterback for the Houston Roughnecks in the XFL uh, before it folded due to uh, the pandemic. And I believe they were undefeated. I think he went 5-0 and as a starter. He was uh, front runner for MVP in the XFL, and uh, he's with the with the Panthers, no Sam Darnold. Uh, Cam Newton just got signed, but not ready to go yet. This is tough for me, for sure. Uh, give me the Cardinals, minus 10 and a half. I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. This slate is gross. Let's keep going. Sorry, guys, but this this slate is gross. Not a lot of high-confidence picks. I will give you one on the Sunday primetime game, though. We're two picks away, so stick with me. Uh, Seattle at Green Bay. Green Bay minus 3.5, over under 50.5. I'm going with the pack, minus 3.5 here. Interesting game. I'm really looking forward to watching this one. Uh, not so much betting it. Um, but Green Bay has to, in my opinion, bounce back from – the Jordan Love experiment last week. You know, they got Rodgers back. Seattle's got Russ back, too. Russ is off the IR after the finger injury. So this is a game where both teams getting their franchise QBs back should be an interesting game. I know that this is, what, like a 7-2 and two team versus a 3-5 and five team, but really, you see by the spread, 3.5, it's expected to be a close uh, contest. Um, so I'm excited to see how Seattle looks getting Russ back. I'm excited to see how Green Bay looks getting Aaron Rodgers back. I lean with the narrative that Aaron Rodgers, that watching that Packers team suck so badly on offense without him must have killed him. Seattle didn't play horrible without Russ. Their offense was a downgrade, but their defense really stepped up. Uh, I think Green Bay really needs um, to flex their nuts this week. So give me the Packers at home laying the hook. I like Rodgers to have a big game and, and remind everybody just how fucking dominant he is. Uh, last four o'clock game, Philly at Denver. Uh, the Eagles are two-point road dog. Denver coming off that lashing of the Cowboys. I'm fading it this week. Give me the birds. I hate to say it. I'm, I'm actively rooting for the Eagles to lose uh, games this year, but this is a weird spot for me where I like the home dog or the road dog. You know, Denver, like I said, they were up 30 nothing on Dallas last week. And as great as that is, I'm zigging against the Zag. Uh, Eagles um, showed a lot in their loss to the Chargers last week. I've mentioned it before. I think I mentioned it on my last uh, episode last week. The Eagles play better on the road. They don't like playing in front of the, the Philly home fans. I think getting on the road is kind of a mental vacation for this team to get out of Philly, get away from the media, get away from – Philly sports radio and get away from all the toxic energy in Philadelphia uh, surrounding this team. Uh, you know, maybe the uh, Denver air will be good for them. Um, referee for this game is Sean Hockley. Uh, in this, uh, this season, road teams are seven and one against the spread and seven and one straight up in games officiated by Sean Hockley. 
So, you know, road teams are winning 87, 88% of the time in games officiated by this guy this year. He actually uh, gave the Eagles a road win uh, in Carolina in week five. So he's done it before with this team. Uh, why not? Why not do it again this Sunday? These refs, man, like this might be the new. Like this podcast might become less about uh, gambling and more just about like. NFL officiating conspiracy theories going forward. That that just might be the new shtick here because these refs have been fucking horrible this year and these trends are killing it. Okay, guys, my favorite bet of the week, Sunday night prime time, the Kansas City Chiefs go out to the big spaceship in the desert, whatever the fuck they call that, Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders are two-and-a-half-point home dogs, over-unders 52. Give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. The Raiders were clearly looking ahead to this game. They, they're coming off an outright loss on the East Coast to the Giants, an upset that I called because of this look-ahead spot. Kansas City, you know, coming off a win, but they didn't even cover the spread against Jordan fucking Love. Their offense looks like shit. They only scored 13 points against the Packers last week. This team is hung over as shit from the Super Bowl still. And this is this is the Raiders' biggest game of the season at home to the Chiefs, big big brother in the division. You know, the division's up for grabs in the AFC West right now. This is a very relevant game to the playoff race. If the Raiders want to keep, you know, their decent starts of the season going. They got to bounce back after that loss to the Giants. Um, Chiefs are just looking straight up bad. They don't look good. And the Raiders covered twice last year against Kansas City in this matchup. Beat them once. This Raiders team, really, they have built their team in order to beat the Chiefs because they know that they're not getting out of the division until they can beat the Chiefs head-to-head. And so a team in Oakland or Las Vegas, which I'll, I do that once an episode still, uh, they've been looking forward to this game. They were prepared well for it last year twice. I mean, maybe Gruden being gone. Maybe it's a different game plan. Maybe that fucks up my shit. But I don't know, man. I like the Raiders uh, at home as a two-and-a-half-point dog to upset the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs may have won last week, but they did not fix everything. This is still very much a broken team. Give me the Raiders. I like this one. I like this one a lot. Give me the money line. Home dog, upset, calling it now. Not even thinking twice about it. And the last game of the week, uh, the Rams at the 49ers. Three and a half is the spread over under 49. This is tough. Give me the Rams. I'll lay the three and a half. Give me the two and a half on Sunday night. I'm laying the three and a half on Monday night. That's how we work on the SGR pod. You know, you you want that wrong side of the three because you you don't want to feel good about your bet. You want to feel gross about it because then when it hits, it feels even better. Um, no, really, uh, Shanahan, overrated head coach, 49ers, not a good team this year, period. Rams uh, coming off um, an embarrassing loss to the Titans. Uh, big bounce back opportunity. I think the Rams are a fucking wagon. Um you know, it sucks. Uh, Robert Woods, I just got the notification about 25 minutes ago. He is out, torn ACL, done for the year. Odell not playing this week, so they're going to be uh, a receiver down. But I don't care. Uh, maybe look for Van Jefferson to get loose uh, on Monday night for some player props. Uh, Daryl Henderson, big game. 
Um, but this Rams team should bounce back. I think um, the 49ers just uh, not good. They're not good. So we got to kind of adjust the expectations that we had on them from the summer. So that's it. I feel good about how those last two picks ended up Raiders and Rams. Maybe, maybe, maybe throw those together in a nice little primetime parlay. We'll see how that works out. But that's it for this week, guys. I'm done. You know, told you I wanted to make this one quick. Nice 24-minute episode. Best of luck to you if you're betting this Sunday. Um, pay attention on the Instagram at SGRPod. Give me a follow. Give me a shout-out. Thank you for listening. And ramble on.